This is Off the Break Podcast, presented by Silver Screen Insider. And we're here at Off the Break Podcast, your podcast dedicated to current movie theater news, operations, and insights from the people that book the movies. Everyone, today we are podcasting for our new podcast studio. I'm so excited. Doesn't it look great, guys? Wait a minute. They can't yeah. see it. Oh, they can't no. see it. Yes, oh, there's bummer. not a toilet in the corner or anything. No, there's not. This isn't. We've converted one of our extra workrooms and uh, into our new podcast studio, and it's awesome. We got it out of my office, and I added a napping couch into my office, so... That's yeah, why this podcast is so late. She fell asleep. I'm just gearing <laughs> up for 2021. Oh, yeah. Brighter yeah. brighter year, brighter future, yeah. brighter podcast. More naps, it's, more energy. Yeah, it's it's cool. We got a window just like Good Morning America. <laughs> we do. We do have a, a weird wall window that just looks into the lobby part of our office. Yeah, oh, when, when, when this show becomes live, then we'll have the audience to like hold yeah. up signs. Yay, Kyle, go Ken, or whatever yeah, they hold. Like oh, it's, really it's Julie's window. birthday yeah. today. We won't see their faces. We'll just see their signs above their heads. Yeah, Jordan Peele does suck. (laughs) Yeah, he does. Those are the signs they'll be holding. Those are the true fans. Yep. The true believers. Yeah. So we're on our last podcast before the holidays. We will not be podcasting next week because it's Christmas, but we will be back the week after. I think it's New Year's, isn't it? One, one. Yep, yes. that's how yeah, it works. We will be back. That's for how that. weeks work. No, we won't. Nobody works on New Year's Day. Well, we Day. could do an early podcast. We'll be an back. An early that week. podcast? Yeah. Give, burr, the f- burr, burr, burr. <laughs> <laughs> Give the fans what they want. We gave them yeah. the window, the new <laughs> right. podcast space. <laughs> We're gearing up to add video down the road, people. It's down happening. Down the road. It's and you'll happen. actually see this space that we have. Yeah. But after paint it and decorate it and fluff yeah, and it up i've got to do like thirty thousand crunches and then we can <laughs> that too. we got to go on a cleanse after we just had kfc and yeah. quesadillas <laughs> in our new celebratory lunch in our new podcast studio i i feel the the quesadillas in me those were thick <laughs> i might not feel okay we'll see how this goes it'll be fine new year new resolutions love you it you can watch our body transformations on camera <laughs> Going from all the flap to all the abs that we're going to have after doing all those crunches (laughs) to get ready. Oh, yeah. OnlyFans slash Off the Break Podcast. (laughs) See crunches in real time. (laughs) I'll be doing them with my shirt on. (laughs) All right. So we got some release date changes this week. We do. Lots of them. Um, Yeah. We don't have to go through all these because a lot of them are way in the future but the ones i really do want to highlight note um mortal Kombat from warner brothers moved out of january to april next year april 20 april 16th 2021 and that's still the day and date type of release with uh theaters and hbo max yes, right that yeah. one's still day and date um reminiscent from warner brothers moved from april to being unset so i don't not sure that i think that had hugh jackman in it um, so I'm not sure what the, is going on with that one, but that one's off the release schedule right now. And then the Chum and Jerry movie moved from March to f- um, back to February, so back a week. But up a week, back a week, back a week, up a week, however you want to say it. Moved February 26th from March 5th to February 26th. Moved into February, which is yeah. great. We'll take anything. We'll take sooner. anything in February. That one will definitely be a day and date experiment. And I'm not really surprised. I've said it a lot of times in the office. I'm not just not sure who the 
audience for Tom and Jerry is. It's just such an old property. Blasphemy. Kids love Tom and Jerry. Yeah. They're just going to have to promote the heck out of it. It's just going to be one of these like Rocky and Bullwinkle that they made in the 2000s when oh it's from gosh. this same era. Yeah. Where it's a bygone era and they've just got to promote the heck out of it and make it something fresh. I don't even know if I would take our kids to this though. That's the that's the issue. Like I don't think they'd be interested. Give them some culture. It's the same it's I mean for our generation it's almost the same as Space Jam though. Like Looney Tunes were that old. Yeah. And they brought it into the 90s and now they're going to do it again this year. I loved Bugs Bunny. Yeah. Well, some people love Tom and Jerry, but they're going to have to find a way to tie <laughs> it into new audiences. Yeah. You know, we had this issue with the Grinch two years ago now where we, we right. didn't see it as doing any business. And then it was really good. It was good because there was a 20 year time period where they put it in a new audience. They made it with Illumination Studios and knocked it out of the park. So, I don't see that happening with Tom and Jerry, though. Like, the trailer alone doesn't make it seem like they're Warner's reinventing a- the wheel, it's, necessarily. It's Warner's animation. They're not bad. No. You know? They're, it they looks fine. They actually have some decent animation. Yeah. That crazy mouse. The cat's going to catch him this time. <laughs> You're going to bet money on it? <laughs> Is there a line on it? <laughs> <laughs> and then... Everybody's talking about Jamie from Disney moved from February to now being off the release schedule. I was shocked. I I didn't know if Disney knew what to do with that movie. That is clearly that they is still out don't. there for them. So yeah, that was a definitely a Fox title. Yeah, um, kind of in the realm of Love Simon almost. Um, but more yeah, pushing the envelope a lot more. I think yeah, for certain markets and demographics yeah. for sure. Um, so I'm not surprised that's unset because i don't i think they don't know what to do with it they can't put it i don't think that's going to be a disney plus movie oh no god no they could maybe do it on hulu but i don't think their their day and date streaming strategy i don't think involves hulu i think it just involves disney plus at this point so i don't even yeah that i guess that's true i i didn't really think about if they're going to do the same thing for hulu releases i mean i just I guess I've been assuming that Hulu is the question mark of what to do. Like, New Mutants, could that have been on Hulu? Maybe, who knows? Everybody's right. talking about Jamie. Well, maybe, maybe not. It could be on Hulu. But maybe it's because Disney doesn't own 100% of Hulu. They they own the majority, but they don't own 100 So I'm sure right. they don't want to um, debut anything on Hulu mm-hmm. that isn't worked out previously or comes from somebody else. That's so. possible. I also wonder if they have contracts within these movies that they can reverse like it has to be a theatrical release i don't yeah i and you don't know if they do or not yeah like how because i don't think it was ever an issue i think it was always an assumption that things would go theatrical until really this last year maybe you know a couple years before yeah but for sure um and then let's see chaos walking from lionsgate that's a tom holland tom holland daisy ridley yeah sci-fi movie that moved from january to march of next year mm-hmm. nomadland moved from february to march and um and then the marksman was dated on january 15th yeah that's a liam that neeson cliff yeah briar cliff liam neeson as a rancher fighting <laughs> off a mexican mexican cartel and it's pg-13 this really? is a perfect January movie. Oh, that'd be great. Yeah, because <laughs> right now we're we, we're looking at nothing in January. Everything yeah. moved off of January. No, that's yeah. gonna play everywhere. That's yep. open. That'll be good because we'll need something. Because 
well, we'll get into it in the booking strategies, but man, you know, three, three weeks of Wonder Woman, News of the World, and Monster, for, the fourth week of Monster Hunter, and you don't have anything new. There's I nothing mean, to back it up. Yeah. And yeah. they found the perfect spot for this. Yeah. I'm it's seeing a, a trend where Liam Neeson <clears throat> is saving the theater industry. Yeah. <laughs> He's trying. If somebody trying. would keep, keep cranking them out, someone has to do it. Yeah. If some Armenian gang would just kidnap it, <laughs> he would take care of this in an hour and a half. Um, Land from Focus is now in February, and Zola from A24 is June. I'm not sure what that one is. Yeah, these are brand new movies. Um, just being dated on the release schedule. Yeah, there's more information up on silverscreeninsider.com. Yeah. Just synopsis, nothing for tra- trailers or anything, but... Uh, for now, they're just some new titles, possibly in 2021. It's just a sign of good news that they're yeah. still trying to have these things some out in theaters. more confidence in 2021. Yeah. Um, Green Knight is back on the schedule. That had been taken off the release schedule, and they didn't know what they were going to do with it. So yeah. That's from A24. That's pretty upscale Arthurian legend movie. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. excited about that one. It looks really cool. It's, it looks, it's A24. definitely looks weird. It's A24, so it's going to be weird. It's going to have a weird story. It's going to have a weird ending. Yeah, but something it, will be on fire. But it looks cool, like the whole aesthetic of it. Yeah, the trailer looked awesome. And Def Patel is starring in it, so yeah, he's so a good he, actor. So those are some changes to the release schedule, and it just a lot of movement in twenty twenty one, but nothing going off completely except for this. Everybody's talking about Jamie, but I'm not surprised that Disney doesn't know what to do with that yet. No, I mean even it's possible even Fox could have had some issues you know promoting right. this thing i mean they did fine with love simon so i guess it's possible Just that it wouldn't have been bad but not gonna work in every in every market no, no. there's very few markets and they're all you probably all the big ones that are mm-hmm. closed right now so mm-hmm. i can see that not really working um so as far as booking strategies yeah we're really excited we've got monster hunter opening today nationwide we will have wonder woman news of the world promising young women and a pinocchio movie next week so, I mean, that's like five titles and over Christmas. Unfortunately, we're going to have to hold it for Christmas, the new year, for the second week of January, yeah, yeah. maybe third week of January. Mm-hmm. You know, January is looking, except for this marksman, January is looking pretty lean. I mean, there's nothing there. So you're, what you open at Christmas, you will hold through January if you're going to remain open. Yeah, and this trend's probably going to continue for, I don't know, maybe another month or two as of now. Uh, we just yeah. don't know how things are going to look with how the vaccine's just going to be pushed, how states are going to be able to right. reopen their movie theaters. So it's possible, you know, the Marksman could be the movie from January all the way until, what, middle of February, middle where of February. it might be the only title. I think you're not going to really see the industry or the release schedule really come roaring back till March. I I think right now the March is our start point. And then, you know, we've got James Bond in February or April, April. Thank you. In April. And I, and I think that's really going to kick off a lot of stuff. So yeah, the um, other one I wanted to mention for it comes out on Christmas day, extremely limited is one night in Miami, which is the Regina King movie uh about Muhammad Ali and Malcolm X. It's not for everywhere. But it's going to play really well in diverse markets. Right. It's really going to be something that's there where we normally have our Academy Award nominated movies that have a limited release on Christmas. And then I think uh, January 8th was when they were going to go wide with it and give you a week of exclusive before it goes to Prime. Didn't Wasn't there also The Dissident? <laughs> Who was that yeah, from? That's Briarcliff. Briarcliff. That's a documentary that'll probably right. be... Uh, that's the, a, at Christmas as that's well. That's on Christmas Day. That's going to be nominated. 
<clears throat> I read the synopsis incorrectly last time we talked. It uh-huh. is a a liberal take on the Jamal Khashoggi incident. Right. I thought it was the other direction, which seemed a little confusing. That to makes me. a lot more sense. <laughs> yeah. That's why I was so confused. I was like, "That's what that movie's about." <laughs> again, if you have if you have fourteen screens, sixteen screens. You need new things to play. You do. And you need things but to hold. And you might think about holding off on a few of these to to refresh your slate in those couple weeks in January, like I was talking Definitely. about. Because there's nothing new. So, yep. I mean, if you can't get it in on Christmas, don't feel like that's, you know, you want to take away a Wonder Woman or News of the World screen to get these things in you will definitely need to play them off the break in january yeah and we could see we've seen the same trends with the box office rising at new year's falling off the next weekend and then continually going up or at least having some marginal growth during these weeks leading up to christmas and hopefully it's the same this year where christmas weekend new year's weekend are big but with new year's day falling on a friday that's a perfect day where nobody's working and theaters mm-hmm. can be open and you can really cash in on that day. The only issue is that film companies are probably going to be closed. I don't know what their plan is yet. It's still a little early. I'll find out next week. But some of the times in the past, they've been closed Christmas through New Year's. And so trying to book something for that no, is, yeah. is Adding difficult if is they're difficult. not around. Yeah. But you've got a as good of a slate as we can ask for right now. Right. And we mm-hmm. Three... You know, Monster Hunter on the 18th, and then Tom Hanks and Wonder Woman on the on Christmas Day. You've got three major releases that will be on screen. Yep, you should week. be should be having them. You should be booked for it. They were <laughs> taking pretty much everybody on many of these. So, yep. I mean, with the major theater chains closed, it, there is a lot of room to bring this in, bring all these titles in. So, um. Just kind of looking forward, you know, I always like to plan a couple weeks ahead and I've definitely got my my Christmas and New Year's slate booked up if you're holding. Um, but after that, it looks like to me that I'm I'm just not as interested in bringing in repertory content. So I think at this point, it's pretty played out. I, I don't I'm not looking to supplement too many schedules with repertory at this point. I think at a certain point we've kind of got to move on and either you have a blank screen or you have new content, but I don't think, I don't know how well supplementing repertory is going to work moving forward into the new year. I just don't foresee it being as viable as it was early in the pandemic over the summer when it was kind of this new thing and we just needed product on screen. Now it's like, what should we even have the screen open? Or even before the pandemic where we had places that would play classics gone with the wind and Goonies or whatever. They'd have a special week or showtime set up for that would play it and we'd see decent grosses. Right. But that's, that wasn't the case this summer and it's not going to be the case moving forward. I don't think. I don't, I don't think so. Plus, you've played everything. You've played all the most well-known stuff. That's what I'm really struggling with, too, is even if I wanted to put something in, I'm not sure what's available because right now Harry Potter is going to be out of release in 2021 and Lord of the Rings will be out of release in 2021. And there's a few other big... Those were great screen suckers to fill up screens. You could book book six weeks on Lord of the Rings and Hobbit and eight weeks on Harry Potter. Yeah. And it's like two months of screens, done. (laughs) and we did we did do that and some did better than others but that's not going to be an option this next year so if you weren't 
open during the pandemic that and you need to get open now that's not really going to be an option for you um fast and the furious one through 35 yeah I don't know what Universal's <laughs> going to do with I know, that. Yeah, you know, I, definitely. We, I don't think they know yet what they're going to no. do with that. Um, the Jurassic World could have the same issue yeah. where they get pulled due to the upcoming sequel. Right. So yeah. a lot of times these films in the year that they're coming out or around the time they're coming out, their prequel films get pulled um, because they get deals with other sites like Fathom Events or TV or streaming they have these deals and so they're out they become out of release and i think we're going to see a lot more of that moving in the next year so again i think it's just a good time to start breaking away <clears throat> if we can i mean that all that could change in this whole release schedule we're talking about could get pushed back months and months and months again or christmas weekend could be so great that they just yeah. start shoving movies into january <laughs> right <laughs> we've got connected we've got quiet place part two we've got top gun coming out six months early yeah <laughs> <laughs> that'd be an amazing dream that would be so awesome. a dream come true <laughs> so yeah i'm not really looking for a lot of repertory titles um i mean there's still stuff out there i never played lethal weapon that's kind of one on my books that i do want to add in a few places it'd be kind of a fun film to add in there disney's gonna have the first alien movie available emperor's new groove um but remember the titans but i feel like these are b and c level these are way back bench deep maybe even practice you're, teams. you're calling alien backbench I mean, watching uh, Alien on maybe, the big screen would be maybe pretty like cool. Emperor's New Groove. Yeah, but it's hey, not growing up with you, Emperor's New Groove, that, that's ever, awful to hear. <laughs> I but I, I agree. But I agree. Though. Have you I, ever I think seen that's, Remember that the Titans? I'm sure I have. And that's point. one I also grew up with. So. That's a, that's a no. <laughs> I'm sure I have. It's got Denzel. Yeah. And Sunshine comes off the bench and saves the day. Oh, it's not the Keanu Reeves one. No. no. The replacements. No. no. That's what I was thinking. Different when you movie. Were talking about it. <laughs> Uh-oh. I don't think I've seen Remember the Titans. Gary so gets paralyzed in a car accident oh, no. and then wins a gold medal in the Paralympic Games. Oh, it's a classic. Nothing? No. Oh. <laughs> Add it to the list. No. But I, I think outside of Alien, you're right, though. Like Those are titles that aren't – they're classics, but they're not the classics to where they're going to yeah. draw in audiences. Yeah, I mean, we, we've had some mixed results with some of these. Some of the ones I thought were really good, like Die Hard – pre-Christmas didn't do great in some places. I mean, it did as well as what I was thinking it would in some, but others, it, it just was pretty weak. And, no, you the, know. The best Disney movie we played so far at all of our locations for classics was Hocus Pocus. Yeah. Which is crazy to think. It did better than Nightmare Before Christmas. <clears throat> it It's done better than everything. It did better yeah. than Empire Strikes Back re-release. Yeah. Which you would think that was one you could hang your hat on. Right. Yeah, I would think Empire Strikes Back and um, Die Hard would the be the ones over Avengers, Hocus Pocus. The first Avengers. Yeah. It, that bom- that, I don't want to say bombed, but it, there was no business With in that. With the bring back, it did not do Fro- well. The first Frozen, there was no business in that one either. Yeah. Like, really surprisingly. So these mm-hmm. Disney ones have been really hit or miss. So I... Given how Die Hard went, I, I just didn't know about Alien. I mean, it sounds like it would be really, really good, but and like kind of a treat for people to get to go see on the big screen. But I oh, just, yeah. I wonder if people are just over over streaming old films right now and over watching old stuff, and they want something new. 
You mean, um, oh, okay, I see, like, I see what you mean. Over repertory, yeah, in yeah. general, whether it's in the if it's on streaming or if it's in the theaters, I just think. Yeah, I mean, and a lot of those movies you listed, they are on streaming. I'm pretty sure. So there's also that issue to where it's like, well, why would I go see this old movie when it is on streaming? So that doesn't help things out either, probably. No, no. It's tough. And, you know, theaters aren't making it with $2 tickets. I mean, that's just, or $3 yeah, it's tickets. It's not sustainable. It's, it's, yeah. And and we've had, you know, eight months, 10 months. For people that have been able now. to be open. Yeah. yeah. Uh, for some people, it's been 10 months and of discounted repertory product. You just can't, I can't, you can't go too much longer with it. So yeah. um, that's kind of a big change that I'm looking at. I'm really looking at for my clients for direction on that because, I don't, I just don't see us supplementing too much. There, there might be more screen closures rather than trying to just find something for those screens, which is a departure from when we first talked it in the pandemic. We were trying to Get just options. keep screens open. Yeah. yeah. And now, and now it's like, I, I don't know if it's worth, worth living through that again. Do you think we could go back to repertory once we start getting holidays again? Cause that was kind of, I mean, I know that we were saying like frozen during, thanksgiving and christmas wasn't viable but like do you think that'll probably be at least a bit helpful like for valentine's or st patrick's day there's not really any great great like summer vacation movies but i mean there's not movies really tied into those holidays that are big big business sure okay i mean there's the (laughs) the string of new year's day and valentine's day classics (laughs) yeah (laughs) they release but there's i mean there's you can definitely tie in a set of romantic movies for Valentine's Day or try to figure out something if you want to keep those screens open. There's films available. Oh, yeah. And, and we can find something for sure. And, and I would come up with something if Your I, film if team asked, can advise but, on something. But what we're fit. finding with the repertory is that it just takes more than playing a film that people are aware of. Like, yeah. You've got to create an event, a promotion. You got to market it. It's got to, it's just so much more time, effort, and actually resources to play these for dwindling results back, yep. like for low gross, like <clears throat> lower grosses, and and that's just tough. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I'm not going out and um, exerting too much effort on that front. Although, if that cha- that could always change, and we'll be we'll be very mindful of those changes and if we need to come up with something we will but yeah absolutely um that's kind of different oh as far as the new stuff too we we need to mention that comscore the gross reporting site is going to be hiding the national grosses for uh, monster hunter from sony and fatal from lionsgate so you know just know that on ssi we our national grosses are are not going to be complete on that. And they may look funny because wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. You know, it's so f- frustrating. We've spent so much time and resources being able to pull this national gross information and then nobody gets it because the studios are hiding it. So that that's kind of unfortunate. It's, we won't truly know how monster hunter has really done this weekend. You'll be able to see your own and you'll be able to see somebody in your circuits. If you're, you know, your other locations, if you have multiple locations within your circuit, but you're not going to be able to see industry wide normally. I'm sure there's going to be the sites like the varieties and the Hollywood reporters that are going to 
you know say what those numbers are but, but you never know if that's true or exactly, transparent exactly if they're hiding them from comscore which most of the time those sites do get that information from comscore i believe so yeah they're probably going to get a press release saying like oh we uh, our numbers are this even though they're they could not be those numbers we right. just don't know we so will, keep that in we mind we will too. have verification so if you see anything next week about box office and how well things did just know that you know that there's not being reported so we won't know for sure how accurate any number is that comes out of next week and that's going to be the same for our write-ups come monday we're going to be yep. doing them as we normally do but we're going to give the caveat of that right. these numbers could also Luckily, not be we accurate can look at our own circuit and get an idea of how well it does and we can in vague terms and in general terms talk about what at least our circuit did but we won't be able to know nationally how people stack up it's just so dumb like at this point in the pandemic just who who cares everybody, like we all everybody know. knows you're losing money on yeah this. yeah like it's not a surprise it's not a shock like people understand and but... i don't think anybody is judging you if you open to a four million dollar gross mm -hmm. like all the theater major chains are closed all the big markets are closed mm -hmm. i feel like that's a triumph and a win if you can open anything upward of five million dollars or more and and even outside of the industry that's looking at these numbers it's diehard movie fans that really only care about the box office numbers yeah. outside of that though it's the majority of audiences that are thinking like movie theaters are already dead but we're trying to convince them you know that there's movies out there and mm -hmm. there's theaters that are open so it, it's just like who are you trying to prove this to anyway right. what are, are, is an embarrassing thing that you're embarrassed by the number are you worried that there's going to be some judgment in wall street or in the industry I, I don't know. At this point, I think everybody understands there's pandemic restrictions and limitations. Yeah. And, and I think that they could look at other numbers like a per screen average and get a much better idea of the market. But you can't get that if you don't have <laughs> the total number. Is. Yeah. Yeah. So just know that we won't have those numbers for you. But we can talk about in general from what we can see uh, based on us mm -hmm. on limited circuit that for we sure. have access to. Yeah. So this is very frustrating for you, Cody, not getting the numbers. Yeah. Kyle, are you frustrated? Terribly frustrated. You know who else got frustrated this week? Who? Tom Cruise. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he did. He got very frustrated and... <laughs> got, got a, we got an audio, audio recording oh of it. Oh my gosh, if you've not found the Tom Cruise Meltdown audio, I highly suggest you search for that online. It would be like the first link. I think it's from like The Sun <laughs> oh or something. God. It's so good. It's a, it's amazing. It's cringy <laughs> and amazing. It's cringy and awkward and you feel awkward listening to it because no one loves watching somebody lose their, their shit. Oh, oh yeah, no one wants to be but yelled at. Awesome. No one wants to hear people getting yelled at. Yeah. But I will say, Tom Cruise has been just such an advocate for showmanship and for our industry. Yep. He has been so good about theaters. He's always come to um, our trade association show, CinemaCon. He is such a showman and a presenter. And so, um, and you know, he really cares. He Tom Cruise is a movie star that makes movies for movie theaters. And so I wholly support him. So I'm not going to ever criticize his little meltdown. I will say it is kind of funny to listen to. And it's nice to know that they are feeling the pressure as much as we are in our industry. Because who hasn't had a meltdown in 2020? <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> to give context into what the rant exactly is about, he yeah. yelled at a couple of 
uh, guys from behind the scenes who weren't following the COVID protocols that apparently have been expressed many times to these people, apparently. And yeah. so finally, he just had to really light it up to them and yeah. it was just yelling the, just, at them about being like, these decisions that you're making when you're not following these protocols have consequences because right. there's people who are trying to have jobs right now and we're creating jobs as, you know, if, yeah. when it comes to making a movie. So he, he was yelling at them, yes, but I, I think there was like good reason had, for it i think he had legit points yeah for sure and they didn't come across very well in his in his um yelling rant it did turn into a kind of that 2020 meltdown I think he that just we've had. needed yeah he needed to get it out like it was it was building up and that was was just the tip of the iceberg of what he was feeling emotionally and just the stress we're all under it i mean when it comes to you know spending millions of dollars that aren't yours but it's from you know studio heads and wall yeah. street who are calling you every day make, making sure hey is your movie still being made are we gonna get money right. blah 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 and just carrying that the idea of that the crew's lives and their yeah. and their um livelihoods depend on a successful film being created and that he maybe in this process is creating standards for other movies. And I think that was kind of lost a little bit in his rant, but the, because it came out really funny <laughs> the way he, you know, again, it, it kind of crumbles in the yeah. middle in the end. Cause he's having that 2020. He's losing it, but he is making a good point that there are so many people affected by this and, you know, and we're sitting here as theater owners and operators waiting in the weeds for Tom Cruise movies like this. Like Mission Impossible movie is going to be huge. And and it's nice to know that he is careful. He's being careful and that he yeah. wants to see this happen and wants it within a timely manner to get to theaters. And and so I just I'm I'm really happy that that he feels the pressure and that he's he's advocating on the part of create movie creation and for movie creation for theaters. It just was hilarious. Not as good as Christian Bale. I'll oh, always no. Christian Bale's is an all time. Great. Oh, I'll always love Christian. And that was far worse than what Tom oh, yeah. Cruise did. Yeah. No, that was just him being a celebrity. Him being right. a, an actor. I, I am Batman. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good for you. That's yeah. my favorite line in that. I will no, that's always an repeat great. that one. That's an all time. Great. <laughs> yeah. Tom Cruise didn't have a good memorable line and his came from a place of probably like actual stress and pressure, not like this perceived, like you got my lighting. It was, it was yeah. weird though. Cause I guess lately I haven't really heard him yell, I guess. Like I can't yeah. think of like the last movie where I've heard him like angrily yelling at someone. Right. Uh, and so like hearing him, I'm like, Oh, he has other personalities other than action star. Right. You know, like it was, <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. I just have been so used to a certain type of Tom Cruise. Like it was just weird <laughs> seeing anything else, but yeah, I don't it, know. It was crazy. Was there anything in it memorable that you picked up on? It was everything you expected it to be. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yes, it came from a good place. We we it all al agree with it that. It also yeah. came from like a megalomaniac but place. But it came from a crazy place. <laughs> yes. yes. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. I would love to see the video of this with him like pulling on his hair, like losing his Stomping mind. Stomping the ground. Spittle coming from his mouth. Oh, yeah. Kicking so the, much like, spittle. Super high karate kicking the air because yeah. he's frustrated. Punching the air. Yeah. <laughs> Firing off his fake gun. Oh. <laughs> Listen to me. <laughs> you know, there's, it's, 
it is 2020 in a nutshell. Like everybody, oh God, yes. everybody is trying their best. Right. And it's, it's, it's frustrating. And he got frustrated and it finally popped off. Online. The, the valve broke. Online on like Twitter, there was so many people that were like, he shouldn't yell at people like that, you know? Oh. Like, And I was like, well, one, like if someone's not following the rules multiple times, like you do kind of have to lay right. it on them. Like, it's not like a thing where he's like, get me my coffee. You know, it wasn't right, like that type of thing. Out. He didn't, he didn't and two, f- it's a meltdown in 2020. We've all had those, whether it's oh. at work or somewhere else. So like. <laughs> I, had, I had a meltdown the other night because we're, we're at the end of the year. We literally have less than 30 days. Like we, we're, I can see the end of 2020 on the horizon and somebody stole our credit card. Oh no. <laughs> we had to get it canceled oh, no. and re- new ones redone and it's just like a $1,400 Airbnb I like go upstairs to oh. Ken and I'm like okay honey are you planning something like should I know and he's like no and I'm like uh oh crap uh oh fine and it fine, was an fine, Air- fine 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 yeah. and it was an Airbnb in Canada which yeah. we're not allowed to go to right no. now it was oh. Canadian Airbnb I thought those Canadians were better than this that's my that's my worst nightmares to get like my credit card information oh. or like my identity stolen hasn't yeah. happened to me yet luckily knock on wood knock but that wood. is my was, biggest fear i luckily found it right away on our credit card statement yeah. but i was just like oh 2020 like really so really close. so close i couldn't <laughs> just get to the last like two weeks of the month no i yeah. had to i have to be calling the credit card company after hours oh. to try to get that done yeah, and she Cody still hasn't found out about my secret family going on vacation in Canada, which is yeah. awesome. Phew! Well, it was <laughs> so funny. I saw it at first. I'm like, oh, because Ken's so wonderful and will surprise me with such great things that I... Despite what you hear on the podcast. Yeah, despite his <laughs> torturing me with old films, he is very like wonderful and sweet and loving. And so I thought I might be messing up a Christmas present if... I bring this up to him. <laughs> so I had this war with myself. But I'm like, Canada's but so, closed. Yeah, and it's so, so much money. Like, he should have talked to me before spending 14, which yeah. is half. So it was like more like three grand almost. Yeah. So yeah, it was not him. <laughs> it was not him. It was somebody else. Someone else trying to give you a surprise. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a double secret surprise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a the guy seemed to... really nice on the phone that I gave my credit card number right? to. I'm going <laughs> to surprise your wife with this trip. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah, sounds good. Do you need the digits on the back too? <laughs> He's like, yeah, sure. Throw them in there. Yeah. Extra, just for some extra security. Here's my social security number. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I just really want to prove it's me. I can't, yeah, I gave him mine. All of our children's, my parents. <laughs> just wanted to make sure he had everything. He Emergency needed. contact info. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, so speaking of one Tom, oh, yeah. we have another Tom in the industry talking about theaters, uh, oh, Tom yeah. Hanks. Tom Hanks gave an interview where he kind of talked about the changes in the theatrical model, and and it, it wasn't too bad. I don't hate him as I hate Jordan <laughs> Peele for his... You can't hate Tom Hanks no matter what. No, you can't. It's he, impossible. He made a good point. He's been in the industry long enough that um he's seen a lot of changes in in our time i mean he's got such a long career that he's really seen it all and and yeah it's an it sucks he sees that you know pretty much big franchise movies are probably what's going to stay in theaters we've talked about that a lot on the podcast before we thought that that was going to be the way that things were going to go in the next couple of years we didn't think it would be right away but 
um, he kind of sees the same thing that it's going to be big franchise films, big event, you know, tent poles, and that the mid middle of the range films and independent movies are going to move to streaming. Um, it was interesting. He, in his interview talked about, um, the sea of change brought by COVID, but that it had been a long time in the making and, he says, although you could argue ever since the VHS cassette tape was introduced in a cheap way, this has been across the horizon. <laughs> and I'm like, what? Uh, not you, didn't, you didn't date yourself at all there, Tommy. <laughs> yeah. So what movie did you make again? Oh, World War II drama. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> VHS. Aside from that quote. Like, I, have, <laughs> I have nightmares about the Betamax. <laughs> Well, there was a, a, th- a time where the people were really freaked out about home video and then it was going to take over theaters. And yeah. then there was a, a time where people were really worried that TV was going to take over and the theaters survived all of those. The television. Yeah. <laughs> but now, I mean, streaming is really probably the first time I feel like there's a real threat to our to our industry and model because the studios have always wanted to go direct to consumer. They, yeah. they don't want a middleman. They don't want to share anything with anybody. They want to go direct to consumer. And so technology has enabled them and enabled consumer behavior to, to get closer to that ideal. So you it, mean the VHS technology or the streaming technology? <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it, yeah, exactly. Like, it's the same thing that we've all been saying for a while, too. It just happens to have right. come upon us faster. But, you know, it, it, it's still possible for the theater industry to thrive. It's just a matter of changing the landscape and how we go to the theaters right. and how we want the experience of the theaters to feel, which also shows his age as well. Because he was mentioning <laughs> last year when he was seeing Rocket Man that he was spending $27 to see the movie but at the same time you know he was being served food like waiters were asking him like do you want cheese on your nachos and he's like I who are you like I just want to watch the movie like right <laughs> so it, like get off my lawn yeah it, <laughs> kind of kind of like that but basically it's just showing that the theater industry does have to change in those sorts of ways some people may not like right. that, you know, in the age range that Tom Hanks is at but since there's a new generation who really loves streaming they also want the feeling of an, yeah. an experience and also that instantaneous um, feeling service. with service. Yeah, yeah. Instantaneous service within a movie theater experience. Yeah. Now that part of the quote of his interview was, was interesting because it, um, there's just been so much consumer pressure to move to that kind of model. I want beer and wine and I want to be served and I want nice food and I don't want to get out of my seat, go to a concession stand. I want to hit a button and make an order and put yourself in that server's shoes. You're in a theater. You have someone who's a multimillionaire sitting in a seat. I'm going to go back to them as many times as I need to, to make sure I get the tip that I need. Right. Oh yeah. (laughs) Like, you know, the guy's going to tip good, but if I take extra good care of him, maybe I'll get one of those uh, Twitter tips for like $13,000. <laughs> yeah. And that's and th- that's probably why, you know, Tom Hanks was freaked out. This guy kept coming over to him yeah. so many times. He was like, dude, just I, I want to watch the movie. And he's paying L.A. ticket prices, too. Like, yeah, you that's, go to that's any, why it's 27 bucks. Any movie theater in the heartland, you're going to get that traditional where there's a concession stand. There's an $8 ticket or less. And you get your normal seats and stuff. So... Not only is the industry changing with 
the availability of content. But there's also just this huge consumer behavior change of what consumers want. You know, do they want the the service experience where they get food and drink and beverages served to them and the movie is secondary but the the experience of the service is what why they went but even though that movie is secondary it still is going to be those blockbusters those franchises or even you know something to the level of uh, we were saying off handedly like the greatest showman yeah before making this podcast is a good example of a movie that it could still be that secondary experience within the theater yeah i said that a film it doesn't have to all be franchises and sequels and stuff it just needs to be a film that can speak culturally to audiences in a in a current voice so something that captures the zeitgeist and that's so elusive like that if if they knew how to do that every single time i mean that person would be super wealthy like they would own this industry studios would also be a lot better at yeah putting out movies than they are right now oh my gosh yes so i mean you got to give the opportunity for films in that mid-range to become that yeah um that elusive zeitgeist film but um there's just this difference though that there's the service aspect of that and then the traditional movie going aspect where that's so reliant on the product and the you know of the exclusive product and going to the theater for a certain price and and so you know theaters have to navigate that and if we're seeing that you're not going to get that exclusivity then i don't know how much of that traditional model is going to be successful or if you can somehow create a hybrid where you have a level of service that's not intrusive like what tom hanks had but gave you more than just the traditional model did because the traditional model relies so much on exclusive content that we're just probably not going to get anymore and so you got to make it about something else other than just the movie yeah Okay, I've been ignoring you guys this entire time because... <laughs> you didn't read the article? In this alternate universe where Tom Hanks went by himself and didn't pay sales tax, he went to a movie theater with a $27 ticket. Yeah. what? He probably went to IMAX, too. What <laughs> kind of service do you think you get at this theater? I mean, it's like first class on a plane where you walk in and it's like hot towel. Great. I mean, is there a, a mimosa, a glass of champagne waiting at your seat? Is there a guy behind you? You that don't like, get that unless you pay the $30 ticket I mean, it's, price. I know. This guy sits behind you. is like, uh, would Back you like up, me to sir. work on your shoulders, sir? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, what, what, would you, what would you see in your seat? Would there be like a, just a, like a mint oh, it, it would seat? Be, it would be a hot tub. I'd be in a hot tub. <laughs> Ooh, a hot tub theater. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I did actually talk to somebody about starting a hot tub drive-in. Yeah, summer. no. <laughs> yeah, outdoor. And then and fire pits. Was it hot tubs and fire pits? No, no. This one was oh. a hot tub distributor that was losing sales <laughs> with hot tubs. But <laughs> oh, he had no. this giant parking lot where trucks delivering hot tubs would yeah. drop off. So it was like, I think I'm about just setting up some hot tubs in the driveway there and playing some movies. And I'm like, this sounds crazy. But it just might work. I was just gonna say, <laughs> if it wasn't, point, we if were it, like, let's try if anything. If it wasn't a pandemic, I would, yeah. Yeah, I would get like, excited about this. My first thought was, you. <laughs> I don't want to sit in a hot tub with strangers trying to watch a movie. Cuddle up, guys. Yeah. <laughs> well, the funny thing about a hot tub is they have seating for like five or six people, right? Yeah. Well, the movie's only on one side of that hot tub. Right. <laughs> so you're either looking up 
behind yourself or yeah. you're getting really cozy with the other people. You gotta be getting there. really cozy. <laughs> or just one of those people where they turn around and their arms are like on like the edge of the hot tub and they're just yeah. staring. Yeah, what happens if... Uh, Get a the, hairy back. The, <laughs> yeah, show yeah. the hairy back. Or the first screening, somebody somebody decides uh, they don't want to miss part of the movie so they just pee in the pool. <laughs> you know <laughs> that they're peeing in those hot tubs. You just know it. Warm water, maybe a few drinks. You know they don't come to those things sober. <laughs> I'm looking at Kyle. He just came to the yeah. realization you're not allowed to pee in a hot tub. Uh-oh, is that is that a roll at this drive drive-in? Yeah. Bummer. All right, no no uh, no uh, drinks for me then. Only no. snacks. Only snacks. They only play. Only salty snacks. That would be so like nachos in a hot tub. Oh, maybe the, no. <laughs> your <laughs> wet hand. Yeah, that's not a good. They only play movies that are rated G or R, so there's no pee <laughs> yeah. anywhere near the theater. Is that all the marketing? <laughs> No double, pee, feature, uh, double features. Yeah. A movie rated G and a movie rated R. No <laughs> P allowed. Oh, that was one, good. There's like one tree with a line to it. <laughs> People waiting to watch the movie so you don't miss anything. Uh, well, follow your dreams, man. I hope that works out for you. Right. Well, it's... It's good that um, this is still a conversation we're having in our industry and the big players, I know they're weighing in. We can't always take what they say as, you know, gospel, gospel, but I mean, there's, it's just continuing the conversation and it's always nice when somebody advocates for theaters. And I feel like he was doing that. I don't get this sense from the article that he was not, I'm sure there's a lot of disappointment uh, having had his his film go to streaming, you know, before News of the World, what was it? Um, uh, the, Greyhound. Greyhound. Yeah, that went to film. Apple. Yeah, I I'm sure that that was kind of oh. devastating for him because he wrote the screenplay and he wrote stuff, you know, with setting up theatrical in mind, you know, setting up the shots to be seen on the big screen and oh yeah, and so you know he's become a victim of of this new model and and it's probably a huge adjustment and it doesn't feel like he's saying this at someone who's wanting their contract to be met right you know and and i do last week when we were talking about all these creators that were disappointed that their movies were also going to hbo max yeah. there was a part of me i know some of those creators that they listen in some of those articles are like i really want the theater experience to still be a thing yeah. but then there's you know other people like some actors or whatnot that they listen where i'm like do you is this a contract thing or do you actually want your movies to play in yeah. theaters for the theatrical experience part of it? So it's just nice seeing, you know, there's creators and actors that are out there that seem like they are on board with the theatrical experience still, but they're, mm-hmm. it's not because of a money thing. Right. Definitely. No, they're <laughs> Tom Hanks isn't, but Tom Cruise is definitely flawed in delivering his message, <laughs> but it's nice to have these big names standing up. This yeah. isn't, yeah. You know, Christopher Nolan's not everything to everyone. You know, he's not, he's a big name, but not everybody knows who he is. And not everybody likes his movies. But everybody knows Tom Hanks. Everybody knows Tom Cruise. They've been famous since the 80s. Yeah. So this is. Well, since cassette VHS were were the enemy. (laughs) I mean, Tom Hanks also, (laughs) it was like in an interview for Hanks, he also brought up the time that he saw River on the. uh, River Kwai. River Kwai. Um like on his black and white TV yeah. or something when it was like a two part movie or something. And I'm yeah. like, well, showing the age there, but I appreciate the story. 
it's a it was Poor a good guy. interview I, I i liked it, it a lot it wasn't too bad yeah it was a little funny the rona got him good <laughs> rona got him good he beat it man rona might have gotten tom or tom cruise we don't know we don't know where that rona anger oh came no he's, from. he's laying it down with the protocols he he's not and even if he did get it like he would just beat the crap out of it and right it would just leave real quick you never know you never know <laughs> Um, so yeah, that's it for the news. Now it's on to the best part. I've been so excited. Not only did we get our new podcast studio, but you know, getting a revamp to the website and that is coming in 2021. January 6th. Yep. And, um, I was just excited today. I got another email from the web developers about for some mock-ups on a few things that I needed to approve and. And so I just wanted to talk about some of the new options on the website um, and some of the things we can look forward to. She's really giddy right now, folks. I am folks. so giddy. <laughs> it's just She's been bouncing a long in the chair. She's fine. Fine, fine, fine. I, uh, this is a happy find, though. This is fine, happy fine, 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 yeah. fine. I am fantastic. <laughs> fantastic. There we go. Yeah. Um, so one of the things features we're going to add in 2021 is a Monday newsletter. So we have our newsletter go out every Thursday. It's usually just a recap of the news stories and our podcasts and, and gives you an idea of some upcoming titles, but we're going to have a Monday newsletter go out first thing Monday morning. It's going to have the box office for the weekend. If the film companies do decide not to hide their grosses, it'll have that. It'll have release schedule changes. So um, that's something that we've been missing and there's been so many of them. It's become very apparent that we, you know, we talk about them on our podcast, but we don't really have anywhere to showcase them on the site. So yeah. you'll get that in the newsletter. And then the biggest thing I'm very excited about is, um, comp films for upcoming films. So comparative films. So say you got a monster hunter coming out this weekend, um, on the, mo- or on the Monday newsletter and it's coming out Friday we would have Monster Hunter and then three films that we think are close to what Monster Hunter could do. And it's, and they would have the opening weekends and the cumulative grosses. So you can get an idea of what we think um, a comparative film could be for, you know, something like Monster Hunter and stuff. So that's going to yeah. be really fun. Just a beautiful snapshot of what to uh, expect in the coming week. And then we'll still have our Thursday newsletter. Yeah, these newsletters are just basically going to be helping... Uh, you prep for what your weekend as a movie theater is going yeah. to have happen and then what it's gonna what it looked like after the weekend ended and as well as a as seen as um what could go on down the road right. in that week in that next week just n- a little tidbit of something nice in your inbox every monday and and thursday to just give you a reminder about what's going on in the industry so i'm super excited about that yeah, and it looks awesome. It does. It looks so good. The mock-ups did look great. <gasps> and then um, we will be on the website having uh, pricing change. So we're not increasing prices, just so anybody knows. We're we're not looking to you know raise prices in 2021. We're just looking at um, taking our fan level, which is a free level now, and um, putting that into a paid basic service. So you can get some of the... Um, options on the website that you couldn't even get now as a fan for free um for a a smaller monthly fee so we will be getting rid of like the free version of the website unfortunately but we're gonna move it um if fans want to upgrade the service will be a little cheaper if you want to upgrade into a fan yeah Um, there's there's just gonna be more things 
that on a fan tier can uh, yeah. be brought to you. And at the same time, we have our other tier being insider. The I insiders. believe we're, we're yep. still calling it that. And that's going to have some of the stuff of what's available to you already if you are a subscriber right, right now. But there's going to be even more features right. that we feel like are right not, for like that and tier. it's not going to cost you anything extra. Nope. Nope. So all the insiders stay insiders. doesn't cost you extra and you're going to get access to all these new features. Yep. And then um, if you're out there and you're struggling or you find you don't need all the features, we will be offering the fan level access for a smaller fee, monthly fee. So you can get a, a little cheaper, just get the basic features and, um, and you know, use it to what, what you guys need. So we're, yeah. we're really you, excited for that. Anybody that upgrades will get... Uh, you know, a free access to the OnlyFans account. <laughs> yeah. Watch us have those 30,000 crutches. Yeah. <laughs> With shirts on. You're welcome, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then another fun thing that's we're, we're um, implementing is we've always had the ability to have the movie database have different views. There's uh, what we call the list view, which is the release schedule where films are, you know, like bam, 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 down a list. And then there's been this... In release order. In release, yeah, in order of release. Yeah. And then there's been a grid view, which goes by studio and weeks. So you can go look at a studio and then see down just in that studio what is coming out, you know, in the, in the weeks going down. Well, and then we had a whole separate page that was the Insider's Almanac, which was our calendar, you know. So you could have added... Um, events to the calendar you can customize the calendar and and um and then you can filter out different things on the calendar and that has always been there but i think to make it um clean it up a little bit we're going to get rid of the insider almanac page and put that calendar as a view on the matrix because that's really what it is on the movie database it's just a different view of the database in yeah. calendar view so after we launch, you'll be able to see, um, be, be able to choose between a list view, the grid view of the studios, and then the calendar view. So, yeah, basically the same sort of thing in each of those different types of views. But yeah, all the um, data is still the same. It's just how do you how do you prefer to view it? Do you like a list? Do you like a grid by film company? or by studio and or do you like a calendar? Just as your own personalized calendar, yeah. it's, it'll just be easier. Um, not flipping back and forth between different pages and instead it'll oh, just yeah. all be in one convenient space. Yep. Isn't yep. technology amazing? We used to send out a magazine. <laughs> <laughs> we still, we may bring that back. Who Ooh, knows? 2021 might get, might we're going get back. Really 2021 feisty. is the year that paper comes back. Yeah. I'll, I'll be the centerfold in the first comeback. edition. <laughs> after, after your only fans crunches. Ken's crunches journey. <laughs> yeah. Maybe before we'll see how it goes. <laughs> We'll just have an SSI magazine and it'll just be Ken on the cover, like Oprah's own. Yeah. <laughs> just him every single month on the Let's cover. Let's just make a Ken calendar for 2021. Just a different picture, Ken. He just gets skinnier Ken's as the year goes. Watch the process unfold in 12 yeah. months. Ho hopefully it goes that way where he gets skinnier. <laughs> Maybe that'll be the 2022 calendar. Yeah. We'll take 20... his progress each month. Yeah. Like, here's Ken in a 38 waist. <laughs> <laughs> excuse me i'll throw up thinking about myself <laughs> well while ken's doing that hey, is there any other feature that we could add on i would love a calendar <laughs> i get it every day people 
<laughs> so wonderful. My life is blessed. That guy that scheduled your trip with our credit card, yeah. he's also shooting a calendar. He, won, he, thinks, tried, he thinks I can model. Yeah. I tried to move away from this, folks. I tried to pivot. I'm sorry. I thought I could make it. I thought I could make it out of here with have, you all. Have but. you ever turned really quick and then hit your head on a cupboard door? Many That's times. what just happened. <laughs> I'm pivoting. Ow! <laughs> Not so fast. All right, Kyle, what was it that you were saying? Well, I was just saying, is there anything else that's coming to the website that we should highlight other than the calendars and Um, the magazines? So Monday (laughs) newsletter, the calendar is changing. It's going to be an overall just color changing, cosmetic change. We're going to, it's just going to look new and modern. And we're going to have a new page called Box Office Trends. And um, we'll definitely talk more about this page as we get closer, but it's going to (laughs) have... Um, that, you know, your top 15 grosses, um, breaking down the grosses of the weekend if they get reported. And then my favorite feature, which looks really sad now because I was not anticipating a year with no grosses, a pandemic, a pandemic, (laughs) but, um, there's going to be this really awesome chart that shows it's a 52 week chart that'll show um, what the box office was each week over the last couple of years. And so you can see the highs and lows of each year and where the current year is stacking up compared to other years. And then you can drill down further into that chart and get what the, the top 10 movies were that week. So if you wanted a week 38 of 2017 and then the same week of 2018, you would get comparisons and stuff. So you can kind of get an idea of what to expect and, 2021's week but the pandemic (laughs) so I had this thing all figured out pre-pandemic way before pandemic and was very excited to um, utilize it on the site and now with the mock-ups we've got the pandemic um, 2020 year information in there and it's just a straight line at the bottom it's just flat lines huh (laughs) oh my gosh it's so sad but it's gonna be there and i think you know a couple years we move past 2020 and the the chart will be super super helpful a great resource and we we'll just get this 2020 constant reminder on it though that well exactly bam. we could we could forget there could be a week and we're like wait why did flatline here oh yeah, right oh, yeah. covid yeah. yeah well like a phoenix from the ashes yeah at least we know <laughs> that it will never be as bad as yellow line 2020 at the bottom like oh, that's yeah. literally rock bottom nowhere for to go but industry. up people yeah here we come. <laughs> Whatever your bad weekend was, it won't ever be as bad as what you can see in 2020. Anybody, anybody that was ever mad about uh, Arctic Dogs or The Replicant with Keanu Reeves, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all of those bombs, <laughs> all those monster bombs oh, would give anything for a C-grade Keanu Reeves movie right man, now. Man, I wish a movie would bomb oh. in my theater right now. <laughs> An animated movie. <laughs> from a film company you don't remember hearing about like, yeah. we'll take it we'll take it i love it it's wonderful <laughs> well it'll definitely offer some perspective in the next couple of years that's for sure and that's what we're bringing to the table yeah. analytics and, and perspective, perspective. <laughs> no and then that page will also have um critic scores we're going to start trying to accumulate the different critic scores because pre-pandemic that was becoming a major factor and in success of films, especially for some people, like in some areas, you know, a Rotten Tomato score can make or break a film regardless of what it did nationally. Oh, in it's your, a religion at this point. Yeah. In your market, 
it made sense. So um, we want to be able to have those scores for you super handy. Anything you see on the box office trends page will also be available in the movie database and any other place that the movies come up. So yeah. it you'll be on the newsletters. It'll be on this trends page. It'll be in the database. I mean, it'll be super easy to access anywhere. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, those were becoming more and more important. So we're going to start accumulating those scores and we're going to have our own SSI. We, what we call the butts and seats score. We're going to have our own score. Give you, <laughs> How likely is this film to put it. butts in seats? Yeah. The BIS score, butts and seats. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, we're developing our I give own this film score six right cheeks. now. <laughs> <laughs> that, the analytics you need yep. <laughs> for $25 a month. <laughs> what happens if we have to give a film five cheeks? <laughs> we never want to go there again. Yeah. Don't speak never those be things into existence. Because we can't have a half a cheek. <laughs> So that person's not sure, not quite yeah, sure. They're not like, quite I sure. Could leave, I could go. That could also be a fart escaping. We just don't know. Oh, jeez. Oh, Back when that's what you had to worry about in a movie theater. Oh my god! <laughs> Sucking out the farts out of your chairs. Is that something you're familiar with? I think it's a real thing. Fart dust. Fart dust. Yeah. Uh, well, speaking of fart dust, have you seen Cinderella, Cody? <laughs> I don't know what those connect to, but I just want to know. No. Kyle with the hard transition. <laughs> no. I, I really don't want to watch anything at home anymore. <sighs> I'm there all the time. I just, in the evenings, I've really gotten into listening to jazz music, light, cozy jazz on Pandora. And um, does it calm you? It well, does actually. I'm fine. And then I have my works. cocktail. It's very Madman 1950s in our house in the evenings. Yeah, see. <laughs> I mean, without all the misogyny and the stuff. So just the, just the cocktail and the jazz music. All right. I no just, smoking. I, I have to ask for the people. Yeah. I, know, I, I know what misogyny is. What's misogyny? <laughs> it sounds fun. <laughs> you would think it would sound fun, wouldn't you? Misogyny. Misogyny. Just a swanky way like Versace. <laughs> it's a your luxury. Mis- your misogynistic button, Jimmy Stewart's voice. <laughs> luxury brand of sexism. Not in our house. Not in the evenings. <laughs> Uh, what a way to end 2021 or 2020 for us. We haven't <laughs> yeah. even started 2021 oh, yet. No. Oh, bad. No. But I'm looking forward to it, though. There's good things on the horizon, people. Yeah. Ready to get, Nowhere to go but up. Ready to get back on the horse. We are. With Liam Neeson on 115. <laughs> the well, Marksman. Can we get on the on the Tom Hanks horse first next weekend? I'd be down. I'm good with that. Yeah. Good old Western. A good old Western. Good old Western. Lots of misogyny. <laughs> <laughs> no not then all right kyle let them have it yeah all right everyone hope you had a safe year hope you had a pretty successful 2020 all things considered uh thank you for listening to this podcast as always of course right. uh please check us out on silverscreeninsider.com or on any other podcast platform um and if you are a theater owner or manager uh trying to make their way through what we've got this year and hoping for better things in 2021 we're going to be here with a new update website and with the podcast uh so check us out there at silverscreeninsider.com i just want to say thank you so much for listening to us this year it's been tough but it's been wonderful connecting with all of you and just knowing that we're all in this together and it's just been 
so good. It's just been so awesome being able to talk to you guys and and be able to, you know, get it out there cuz this really was a a once in a lifetime thing that we went we've have been going through this year. I mean, my dad's been in the business 40 years and he's never ha- had anything like this happen to our industry and so um it's just it's just been awesome to have feedback from you guys and and just to be here for you, you know. It's been been scary for us and you feel so isolated but being able to talk about it on here has been awesome and so I'm really glad I got you two guys here and and um well thank you I can't wait for next year it's we're gonna be exciting me too yeah and to end this year Feliz Navidad Merry Christmas (laughs) Happy Hanukkah Happy Kwanzaa and Happy New Year we'll see you guys in 2021 we'll see you 2021 (laughs) have a good one guys bye